0: Meanwhile So hey guys, welcome to Meanwhile. It's been a while. Definitely new voices in the house. So let me introduce myself, Dave here. Uh, we have with us Samathya, uh from 3rd year US Hi Design. Guys. Uh, we have Suha from 3rd year Graphic Design. Hey guys. Uh, we have Anushka from 2nd year US Design. Hello. We have Manaswini from 1st year.
1: Hi guys.
0: We have Navya from 1st year. Hello. And not to forget uh, our old ladies, uh, uh, Saluni and Tanvi.
2: Hey, and I'm not hey. old, 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 okay.
0: What well, I mean, old as a <laughs> member? <laughs> that was Saluni, by the way. And we Hi. Tanvi from Animation. Hi. Hi,
1: it's been long time. <laughs> <laughs> and Sorry.
0: most importantly, our uh, guest for today, uh, Mr. Akshay Jain. Hello, the uh, Man of the uh, hour. Manal, dear. So Akshat is a graphic design student, uh, a batchmate. He's in, he's also currently in third year. Uh, I would not want to introduce Akshat because he has an interesting way of going around with his introduction. So Akshat, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Hi everyone.
3: Akshat here. As they mentioned, yes, uh, I am built out of Mumbai and I've been living here since ten years. I was born in Delhi. I, I was, I spent 10 years there and I think I've completed 10 years in Mumbai. So I can call myself a Mumbai guy, I guess. And, um, yeah, since, uh, childhood, I guess I was, uh, attracted towards art. Uh, and one instance that I can think of is how I used to visit bookstores and just look at covers and, uh, be attracted towards books. But I didn't used to read a lot of books since, um, I found it very time consuming and, uh, I was, uh, I still am a dyslexic person and it was very hard for me to read books as a child. Not so much right now. And yeah, I think that is where I could say that I, this graphic design within me came from. Um, I also take pictures. Uh, I don't call myself a photographer because I believe not associating yourself with ists and ers and, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying graphic design, art, and photography since I was eight,
1: as far as I can remember.
2: I'm going to cut you here, and I remember having this conversation with you a while ago, but I need everybody else to know this as well. Why don't you want to associate yourself with an oral Is this, you know, that's supposed to be an identity, right? Yeah,
1: so, ors like
3: photographer, um, it comes with an or an artist comes with an is so I believe that associating yourself with these uh, strong terms comes with time I guess and I'm still twenty and I'm still discovering myself and my forte and also it takes it takes uh, time experience and respect for someone to associate yourself with an Eastern or an old. yeah and you don't know in future if you would associate yourself with the same word so i don't think i'm ready for that commitment yet now this thought came to my mind when yeah i was uh during this pandemic and lockdown and you know how creative people are so insecure i was uh i was trying to think of what i'm best at so that i could you know associate myself with this word because i uh, everyone wants to i guess but I couldn't because I, I find myself being interested in typography in, in photography in mm-hmm. in in a lot of things and I wouldn't want to commit to just one part of it. And I believe you shouldn't be a slave of your uh, a slave of your talent or, or a slave of your choices. Yeah, choices is a better word.
1: I get that
2: like I get where that comes from. Like generally who People who are not like, if for there are people who are taking this out as careers and they're very serious about it, like photographers, and somebody who's done it as a hobby and associates themselves with a photographer, then I feel like mm-hmm. it, it somewhere devalues the one who's actually doing it
1: yeah, as a profession. In the, I, I, I understand
2: really, that, but on conscious, like, on yeah. contrary to that. Me as a creative person, yeah. <laughs> per se. <laughs> yeah. How and when do I realize is this time enough time?
1: So I think. Because you said it comes th-
2: with time yeah, yeah. and experience. Is well like, yeah. do you have like a benchmark in your head which you think I after think that maybe you'll be everyone...
3: mm-hmm. So I think everyone will know when there's when they're completely devoted to a field, and it's not bad associate yourself with it the only thing is that you should know you're ready for it and you're ready to you're ready to commit to it and you're ready to give your best at it Um, so that is just a mental uh, barrier I guess Uh, and for it to for you to commit to such a term I guess uh, can be short term or to display uh, I guess so. For if you if, if you're looking for jobs, you can you you should uh, associate yourself with this because it's easier for people to identify you. But uh, this is on a more personal level.
4: Interesting, okay. Uh okay. What I was thinking was like just now, as Akshat said, uh, that at least I think from what from from what he was saying, what I what I was able to grasp was that at least you don't identify with that, right? People yeah. might call you that, mm. <laughs> but identify that with that right and i was thinking about that is you know maybe you know you maybe we not even need to identify ourselves as some particular profession maybe you know it's just that you keep on developing your skills and one day people look at those particular skill set and they call you designer and you know yeah. what do you think um
3: i agree to this i guess that's an achievement that you could uh people could relate to it and people call you that so people are setting People are giving you an identity, but moment.
2: somewhere I don't want to give the people that part. You know, <laughs> I don't want. I say, I will decide what I am. Right, you're supposed to decide your identity. Right. So I feel like that's like taking away control from my hands.
1: But yeah, it's yeah. it's.
2: I think a debate so that can go on and on. Yeah. It's very like yeah. biased to personal opinion. Yeah.
0: yeah. But it, yes, it is actually, quite subjective. Yes. Too. I think I phased out my question. Just uh. I, I I have a question for you off As a friend I know that you're colour blind and there are certain colours that you can't perceive. Like first of all I want to know which colours do that you cannot perceive. But at the same time I also want to know while all of us are struggling with the foundation in general, like how was like mm. how was your foundation with you know, especially with like courses like uh, colour course and, you know, where it it had a lot of involvement of colour in general. Yeah.
3: So I think I, I, I have a lot of color blindness stories. Some of them are funny, some of them are interesting, some of them are scary. So yeah, I've been asked by my family members and people who know that I'm colorblind that how do I manage being a graphic designer or an, or an artist mm. because it involves color. So talking about my foundation course, I used to steal color palette. So
1: that
3: is how I could ask past my course and talking about the colors i can see i think i see a lot of colors i can see most colors is what i believe i don't know how you see the world this is just me talking about how i see the world which is not colorless which is not black and white but the problem comes in identifying colors i guess so i can't really pinpoint what colors i can't see because i don't know what color you're seeing or what color it is
1: so it's, it's a funny <laughs> fair yeah.
2: answer, but yes, I I do want to know if you had like a conversation with your mentor in color course, mm-hmm. and how did that yeah. conversation go?
3: So my uh mentor for this course was uh very sweet about it.
1: Who was the mentor?
3: Uh, it was Priyanka Shinde. Oh okay. <laughs> she knew about our color blindness, but um. I still got a 43 out of 100. I don't know why she would do that. And by calling this street, <laughs> I was being sarcastic.
1: <laughs>
3: Welcome to Foundation Kids.
1: Foundation.
2: <laughs> I want to but, know if you had any Z do's in that color course. Because oh. they hmm. usually give a lot of Z to when you're. Mixing the colors and like they'll be words. very sweet yeah. about it. Like like, yeah, I
1: understand. And and like, it's kind I the colors to box and boxes. entire stuff. thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do don't do think that they're, that they're that. sweet anymore. Like
2: maybe at your time, but like mm-hmm. no, they just they just they just tell you on <laughs> your face, ki nahi hai, acha nahi hai. Hey, buddy, buddy. He was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Being <Even> that word. <laughs> but yeah. But
3: the reason why I called her sweet was because uh, she just gave me poor marks as compared to what my teacher did with uh, me on when I was like four. Um, mm. it the, what she did was pretty sweet because I got slapped for uh, coloring the sky pink. <laughs> Then I, it may be I don't know
2: how to react to that. I mean, it's funny, <laughs> but
1: I don't want to laugh.
3: <laughs> you, you can laugh. You can laugh. I laugh at it. Yeah, so I think it was one one uh, assignment that I really fucked up. And um, in when I was four years old, I I col- I remember coloring the sky pink. I remember coloring the tree yellow. Ochre. I remember coloring the trunk red. I remember coloring the grass. Uh, you know, if I- you
2: do that right now, it will be contemporary art.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I was thinking about, you know. <laughs>
0: and
2: the sky is yeah. definitely
0: there's a song on it right now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the
2: sky is up there. There's a movie on it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it.
0: Oh
3: yeah, that was a movie. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. I wish I... it came, came back in 2004 because then I had a backing of this movie. sky is pink.
4: <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. Also, what I was thinking just right now, as you narrated this incident, uh, you also mentioned was that you were a bit dyslexic, right? Yeah. So, 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 from what I'm able to see, that uh, the experience of education, even when you like the whole 11, 12, and the school experience would have been a bit different for you, I think, than us.
3: It was, uh, and I think I have a fun story for that as well. So you remember how, uh, in your, uh, English or Hindi classes, you were asked to, uh, I mean, uh, you were asked to read a paragraph and the next person would read the other paragraph. Yeah. So I think it was one class where, um, it was, it was the age where I wasn't very shy about speaking in public. And, uh, I think that incident changed everything. It was an English chapter and, uh the the character the main character of that uh, chapter her name was chloe okay so it's spelled as c h l o e and um, uh, so i was in the third row and by every row i was thinking why are they reading it, it as chloe so I, when my ch- uh, chance came and uh, when i was when i was about to start reading it i was very confident about the word not being chloe but it was in my head it looked like choley
1: Oh my god.
3: <laughs> okay. So with all the confidence that I had I read whole was
1: and the whole thing
3: I was teased for a week
1: People ask me, Were you hungry while well,
3: reading it up?
1: <laughs> Which still oh. happens, I guess.
3: Uh I yeah. miss out on a few letters. So I miss out on a few letters, I miss out on a few uh, words, and uh, yeah, I, I mess up. I still mess up. Not as bad as Chole and Chloe. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I actually remember that too. Like when you said, I used to be not shy at, you know, public speaking. <laughs> Generally, people have the reverse thing. Yeah.
3: Also, I think uh, these uh, experiences and these uh, what people refer to it as, probably disability in my case, it comes with advantages as well. Mm. So, I, I, I think according to my experience, I can say that, um, I, I, I have a stronger, uh, I have a stronger hand on form, I, I think, because that is where I think I can be more confident. When it comes to colors, I think it comes with a little bit of Google searches and picking colors from places. But, uh, form is where
4: I, I feel more confident. Actually,
2: That's interesting, it's heightened the other elements sensitivity.
4: Yeah, actually, I've heard about this, that, you know, like, who all we call as disabled, they are, uh, many times, you know, people refer to them as differently abled also. Because yeah. because they they become empowered in different ways. Uh, I mean, example,
2: disability is associated with so many negative, I don't know, this negative. Yes. It looks, it, it's viewed as very negative, I don't know, for some reason. Yes, and it yes. sounds also, so it makes the other person feel a certain
0: way. It's a different to yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Akshat, uh, yeah. you spoke about, you know, you having a really strong hold in form. And I guess that's where, you know, the interest of typography also comes in, right? Yeah. So, but, can you just tell us, like, how did you get into typography and, like, what's it been like?
3: Um... How did I get into typography, I would say, um, yeah, it came from form study, I guess. There was a course uh, in our first year called EFSS. I don't remember the full form. Uh, Element,
1: Element. form,
3: form. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess um, that's where my interest. I'm I'm going through a lot of um, graphic design work that I saw and... uh, they people don't give a lot of credit to type type design and uh, forms in general. And I yeah. think uh, for graphic designers to freely use a uh, typeface or a font, sort of it it does not credit the designer of the font. It it's a it's a combination of a type designer and a graphic designer. So I think uh, with all these logos and posters or any any art piece. Is where I feel graphic designer takes the highlight, and I think to be pure mm-hmm. with your work, I felt I should be exploring type design to be more sensitized towards type.
2: Did you have like the second year? Maybe a course of making like your typeface. Like, second year, second time, or was it third or fourth time?
3: It was second year, second time.
2: How did that go for you then?
3: I was uh, I was the most excited one in the class, I guess. People asked to make uh, 24 characters which is what I should have stuck to. But I ended up making 111 glyphs.
1: Oh, and that's crazy.
3: Six weights for it.
2: Six weights for each? Yeah. So that's like 660-something yeah. variants. I mean,
1: yeah, it's, it's
0: more than that. Yeah. That. Crazy. Yeah. I specifically asked this question because, you know, a lot of, a lot of people that I know who are into graphic design, A lot of them, you know, have this apprehension for type design because Mm. much more time consuming. So, while you're designing those 111 uh, glyphs, like what was your process that you went through?
3: The first thing, uh, the first step is, I guess, inspiration, then comes uh, trying out different uh, styles, I guess. And uh, you you start with just one letter that defines the character of your whole uh, type set. And um, yeah, I think that's how you start with designing the font I I don't believe that I'm perfect at it but it's still something that I'm exploring
2: oh this definitely is like the standard process once you have that first letter you have a grid and then you follow the grid
1: yeah, but yeah. like
2: how did you get to that point was I think the question like uh where was your inspiration from for this motivation of 110 <laughs> characters
1: <laughs>
3: motivation came from I guess newspapers and how how we they use a lot of uh, different styles, and um, I think the first one was based out of that. Uh, also, you in in the newspaper, all of these uh, typefaces and fonts are in the purest form, which is uh, black in most cases.
1: Mm. And
3: uh, I like going through printed publications, carefully observing each character and their uh, characteristics. And I think the first one was based around that and just to explore the process.
1: Interaction. Yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes it is. Yeah. So, it is. continuing to form, like I've seen like
2: a lot of your photography also has like a very structured, stable form to it. The series of man versus plastic with your brother That was
3: uh-huh. insanely good, like the contrast as well as the form to it. Could you talk about that? Yeah. So... First of all, he was not. He is not my brother. He's a he's a very close friend. But uh, yeah, he's been referred to as the third brother. I have a twin, by the mm-hmm. way. <laughs> yeah. He he's referred to as mm-hmm. my brother because he's so close to me. His name is Yash, and I will make sure he listens to this. planking <laughs> <laughs> in. And I think talking about photography and uh, my my uh focus on form. Uh, that is where I guess another instance where I thought combining graphic design would help me. So this is when I was in 11, I was contemplating on what to take up as a career. I observed that uh, I have uh, in, I have some experience in composing a picture. Uh, uh, so, so composition was something that I already had in me. And I thought uh, a combination of graphic design and typography and everything else would would be a plus for me,
4: okay, so my question was has it ever happened like uh like the uh, maybe the client is explaining you about the colors and and the logo consists of those colors that you cannot differentiate between, and then you have to work with it
3: so I have ways around it so so even for uh, when I'm designing a logo or I'm working on an identity project, I make sure uh, I focus on the form, so most of my work uh, has been. Either monochromatic or it just includes two colors because I think strong, uh, stronger identity is when it's uh, when its form is stronger. So people remember by remember by the strongest act- aspect. So it could be color, but the strongest can be the form as well. So when it uh, when the form is stronger, you make sure that you don't use a lot of colors. That's true.
2: way mm-hmm. you never use mm-hmm. a lot of colors. You use one color.
3: Or maybe two
1: but yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, I remember you telling that uh, there were a lot of myths around colorblindness and you were gonna bust them. We we uh, so, said like in the previous call we were gonna save it for the podcast, and I think now is the time <laughs> to
1: unveil
3: that. Yeah, so I was, uh, you know, these uh, pictures that you see on Google or on, on anywhere that shows this is what colorblind people see. As, see an apple as, and this is what Normal people see yeah. so there was one instance when someone asked me, "Do you see an apple like this or an apple like this so I was like, of course the first one because yeah. this is what uh, I see an apple as what you're showing me is for you is for your reference because the one you're showing me is the worst version of how oh. I see an apple so that was one that, uh, i can't i can't really uh, I can't really tell how i I see color or or explain how you see a color. Because these are my eyes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Also, there are something like glasses and all that, right? the ones who show you different colors. I really I mm-hmm. don't know. I've very
1: briefly is, read about
3: it. It is advised that uh, you should not be using those because either it doesn't work on some people or it worsens the problems because uh, you, you can't really. It makes your mind more uh, confused because you can't you can't remember what you used to see this color as. And this is something new for you. So, yeah,
2: it's like 20 years of what you've seen, this changing. Yeah. I think that bugs me too. Like, if you told me, like, I could see more colors, I'd be fascinated, but I wouldn't want to see that <laughs> constantly. Like, it gave me a headache.
1: Like, listen, I you, can't
3: imagine, you, know, to... <laughs> you can't possibly imagine a new
0: color, I guess. So, Akshat has a zine called, called a photo reen, which is super yeah. cute. As a name, I really like it, and uh, we had this conversation where I was like, you know, why not photozine and why photozine? So do you want mm-hmm. to tell the story behind why why is it called photo-zine? Uh
3: I think I will start with why zine first. So I used to follow this um, YouTuber while when I was exploring photography. Uh, his name is Ted Forbes, and he used to emphasize on compilation of your work. Because, uh, it gives you a, a physical compilation of your work because it gives you, I think, contentment to see your uh, work in your hand. And, uh, it's a good way to uh, record uh, and see, observe how you progress over time. So that's, that's when I, I started printing out my photographs. Not just photographs, but, um, how I manipulated photographs with, uh, um, with, element, with other elements that could be graphic or, mm-hmm. or anything. I used to experiment a lot with materials as well in my zine. So that is where uh, the zine came from. When I was thinking of a name for it, uh, I wanted it to be something not in English. So I was thinking what a photograph is and just thinking about names in general. Then I recalled how my grandmother... Uh, says the word photo she calls it she says it as photo uh, after uh, a lot of corrections she still is stuck with photo so that is where the name came from yeah i i, I compiled my photographs for uh, a year and i kept experimenting with them i i i every zine would have a different theme which was which wasn't decided and well, i used to sit with all the pictures and think uh, what would be a good compilation? Yeah, and I used to sell them as well because people showed some interest. Then I just stopped because I was I had the, I, I reached that point where I wasn't taking a lot of pictures and uh, I reached the point where people are bored of it. Uh, I just do it for myself now. I don't show it to people. But ah. why not? Um, this is this is again a commitment issue. Ah. <laughs> yeah. This is where this <laughs> argument of sml came mm-hmm. from. Mm -hmm. you might change in future i changed uh my my -hmm. style changed my interest changed so yeah i print i i do prefer printing my work i do i still do uh but it's different Mm it's it it might not be fit for selling or it might it might not be fit for people viewing it on instagram at least Mm -hmm. so there's this there's this um argument that whatever you Whatever you work on, you it sh- you you want you want people to see it. Uh, I sometimes feel like I don't want people to see it. I
1: really because, like uh,
3: so it's validation. If you're over over it, then I guess because validation can sometimes be toxic because yeah. if you stop getting it, you feel deprived mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm.
2: And I feel like a lot of decisions then start being based on that validation yeah. and think about what they would like to see, yeah. not what you want create. And that's yeah. a very really bad space to be in. Because yeah. then you stop creating. You stop you mm. start following. You,
3: start, you, you stop exploring.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's... I'm really scared of it. And I feel like sometimes I'm getting too involved with that. And I have to like voluntarily take a step back.
1: Yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah.
2: No! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But it takes equal amount of time to also come back if you want to be active and if you want to present your work. I mean, Akshay... Axel has been really active but mm-hmm. I'm speaking in general if you have this you know conflict in your head and you just stop like uploading your work or something of that sort on Instagram mm-hmm. or LinkedIn for that matter it it, it it takes equal amount of time to get back to the platform also yeah,
3: yeah. also there are better platforms I believe than just uh, online ones there are exhibits and like mm-hmm. optical is one of my
1: favorite yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. An optical asylum, like I've heard this first time honestly.
2: Oh, it's it's um.
4: It's really? like an exhibit
2: put together of like you know a really nice artists. Like a couple of uh, our batchmates also had, Dinesh and Michelle yeah. and Tishnu. I think I don't know mm-hmm. if Tishnu was there. I think Roshiro yeah, was there yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, uh there was Anj, Pratik, Karan. Yeah
1: yeah because're the a part of
2: it like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh it's like an online thing where you i think go online and register for that, and then yeah. they have like a exhibit every couple of months and oh. a lot it's it's a really nice vibe there. people come mm-hmm. buy your art, people talk about art, appreciate art, <sighs> talk about design yeah. it's really nice
3: so yeah. another reason for not um sharing everything on social media is that. It's so fast paced that people only care about the end product only for a few seconds there because you can then scroll down. Mm. People don't generally read about it.
2: Supporting has become so easy, but because like
3: yeah.
2: you just like and you're supporting yeah. something, but like you don't yeah. actually know anything about it. Mm. So like I mean, you've liked my picture, but buy something to... yeah.
1: How do I pay
2: rent? How do I <laughs> stop living in my parents' house? So
3: <laughs> Do you all think uh, there should be more theory in our course structure, or uh, yeah, theory and just the re- the we don't read a lot. Uh, in I mean mm-hmm. in our courses, personally is a different thing. But these basic things that are uh, like um, legal aspects of design and uh, history, yeah. even history, I guess. Yeah, we, we had
2: uh, a course in history, but it was.
3: It was very short and... uh, It was
2: was just... The point of it was not to learn history, but just make a poster at the level. It's very sad.
3: It all comes down to something visual. I think design education is more than that.
2: Definitely. But then, again, I think... I don't know if it's everybody in MIT, but at certain levels, a lot of people in MIT just construct to the stick to the brief, and they're like, I इतने काम हो गया, काम हो Yeah. So this can definitely be done, but that should be like self-initiated as well, right?
1: So yeah, even if the
2: yeah. faculty कुछ भी कर ले, ऐसे major crowd I will yeah. try to. Madhusudan ka course kitte, ne honestly attended? We, I don't think we had
3: it.
2: It was the best yeah. course. I'm so sorry. It was
3: about advertising, right?
2: <laughs> no, no. That was a, uh, he was also really nice. I forgot his mm-hmm. name, but he was also damn nice. But Madhusathan's course, I don't remember the course's name, but it was just we were just talking the entire day. It was oh, just okay. about theories and like Do you oh, the do the you remember right? the name? Huh? The Bourgeois
1: one, right? The bou- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh god, it was so good.
2: Bro, he was brilliant. Oh. He is brilliant, I don't... Uh,
1: he is, sorry, he's <laughs> not. That guy seems like a person who will be living very minimal in his life. Like, mm. uh, if not, if not. His,
2: he was the one who, like, pushed a lot of people, in our batch at least, to start mm. reading and start yeah. self-initiating.
3: I think our college also gives us that freedom. As mm. in, uh, we get a lot of time for assignments, I feel. Sometimes, mm. in some courses. So, I think uh, most of us in my batch, I guess, are, are like currently doing something of their own or, or are just employed somewhere. I think uh, they can manage it because how our course is structured. Mm. We have time to do more. We ha- they give us time to uh, take I up I think that's
2: uh, department to department. That's very true for graphics, but I, yeah. I'm not sure if it's very true for a lot of other departments. True, true. Because I've heard experiences yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: from hard yeah. and Ryan that are, yeah. But graphics was damn chill.
0: But you know, actually speaking of like trying, talking of your like little side hustle, I want to, so uh, for people who don't know Okshay, it's basically like a freelance machine. And every time you go talk to him, he's already working on some different project, yeah, And you're like, okay, we, it's only been two days. You, you're talking about your project, right? So I want to know, like, uh, how is your freelance journey? With, you know, what are the interesting projects that have come your way? And... Uh,
3: I have been freelancing since, yeah, my second year. Uh, I'll talk about the considerable ones. There are projects that I've just done to, to start, maybe. Uh, uh, so I've stopped. Uh, I think I try to take up lesser projects now because, I'm focusing more on my theory and uh, I, I want to spend some time studying. And I, I, it, there was a point where I, I believe that uh, getting these freelance projects equates to you being a good designer. But that that I feel is not true anymore. And uh, you should be taking up projects that you feel are worthwhile and not just take them up for money. They obviously uh, help you build your portfolio in some way because you're, you're presenting a finished product and that, that brings some value. But uh, yeah, I think I spend more time reading and studying now. Uh, I've taken up a course in design, law, and management just to be aware of what my rights are and how to go about these legal processes that we aren't being taught in the college, at least not in. Uh, depth and uh, I believe in having a multidisciplinary approach so uh, I've started collaborating with different uh, people with different uh, study backgrounds Uh, talking about freelance journey I think uh, when you when you start what happened with me was that I started with uh, these small startups and small probably cafes so they recommend you to a similar sect of a similar uh, yeah similar sect of people or se- similar kind of clients as designers. I think we are more ambitious and we we want to search for bigger ones. Uh, we want to work with uh, people who are more serious about design, and that is what I have been waiting for. So I just decided to like spend some time study and enhance my skills before um. Working with someone serious or for working with someone more serious, yeah
0: that's true too man. I mean, you know, um I started freelance late, I mean I compared a little bit late to uh, when you started I started recently in lockdown, and I mean it was just last week that I was having this same you know uh thought, and I was reflecting that when I wanted like when freelance was my validation, uh there were no projects. Yeah. The only time I had was to study and, you know, to enhance my skills, my software skills mm-hmm. or whatever skills. And now mm-hmm. that I have freelance this, I don't really have time to do that and I really want to do that.
1: So, mm-hmm.
0: I really get, but I'm just interested to know, like, when you talk about studying and when you're just, you know, enhancing your skills and all of that, but when your field is much more visual, do you focus more on the studying bit or, like, do you focus more on experimenting, like, different ways or different ideas or is it really balanced?
3: It can be a balance of both. Uh, The reason why uh, this freelance thing wasn't working out anymore for me was because uh, I wasn't learning out of the process and I was uh, working out of this limited experience that I had. I felt that it's not making me jump to a next level. Also, for graphic designers, it's very easy to start freelancing because people are always looking for logos and cheap cheap designers. (laughs) the uh, just quick, quick work. I think people who are actually very serious about their uh, brand or uh, about their product, they spend more time in in formulating or in or building their brand. So I think that is why that is why uh, graphic designers are very competitive and toxic. Uh, and that is why I think people should focus on collaborative projects and not just individual ones. Something that uh, is is not present in in our batch or in or in graphic design
1: department in general. Yeah. I think so that's true for all batches. The... Yeah.
2: We have very less focus on uh, collaboration and we're very focused on
1: competition with each other.
3: Yeah. True. So like this yeah. guy got a really really good project. I would want to do a similar one and be above him or her. That is the. I think. The idea of uh, success in a batch, but
2: like in terms of film, like if you think about 3D, even a bit of animation, we have a lot of collaboration going on. Okay, like it's
1: yeah.
2: a bit different than in graphics or any other field. Like we have to help each other out to get the exact frame we need
1: or the exact movement we need. Mm-hmm.
3: Another reason why collaborative projects work out really well in terms of uh, learning is because uh, talking about branding an identity and um, there are various touch points where uh, an identity can be placed so uh, even uh, the form of probably a bottle is is an identity so a graphic designer and product designer could could probably collaborate and and work together it, it that is how it works out so I think uh, people shouldn't close themselves within these departments and just collaborate with more graphic designers and uh, people from other departments.
2: Hmm. On that note, I think with collaboration in our mind, we'll make sure MIT please start collaborating. Yeah. But with that in mind, I think it's time for us to wrap up. Yep. And it was a very interesting with you, Akshay. It was really nice having you and uh, listeners of Meanwhile, look out for the new voices that we have. We have a couple of more uh, very interesting people we have taken in and soon we'll be talking about them as well. Thank (laughs) you so much for listening. (laughs) Meanwhile. (laughs) I wish I could do the Armin voice. Oh Oh, God,
1: that Barbara Uh, (laughs) voice.